0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. It's a Conway show and it's Tuesday. Mark Thompson. Oh,
2: wow. Thanks, Woo! everybody. Please, please take a In seat. In the house. It's so It's so cool to be here.
1: Look Thank at you, you dude. Yeah. Mark Thompson here. All right. Very, very good. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to get to your show, so go ahead and man. get right to it. I tell you, you know, there is so much going on. All right, but but let's start with the the mask mandates. Uh, it has to be a great day for you. I know you were... You were uh, someone who. Uh, big oh, anti-mandate. You were a big anti-masker. Yeah. You're uh Well, uh, anti-mandate uh, oh, okay. guy, right? I don't mind the mask. If people want to wear the mask, uh, I get it. But uh, I felt sorry for the flight attendants having to deal with people for the last two years. And you could tell how emotional they were when the mask mandate finally came down and they gave the news to the passengers. They were really moved by it.
2: Well, right? Tim, considering that people were literally you know, hitting them in the face to avoid putting on the mask. I mean it's no wonder. They they be already all of a sudden they went from being concerned with safety and I guess passing out those little, you know, drinks sure, that I occasionally did to becoming these uh they became bouncers i mean they became like barroom bouncers i totally understand it but so they had to be they had to be they had to be <laughs> I, relieved I, I, i've read i've
1: read you. the news myself
2: i'm just saying that their the relief uh, is
1: no surprise what percentage of uh and it's got to be pretty high but what percentage of the of the problems were caused by the passengers and what percentage were caused by really pissed off flight attendants
2: no, no, I really think that these are the passengers on it You think it's a hundred percent? Not a hundred percent, but of course not a hundred percent. But I mean yeah, like ninety. Did well did you see the people who were involved in it oftentimes? I did. There but I was almost involved in one too. Well, you had a real bad one that was not your fault. Yeah. Tell everybody again.
1: I, I was on uh an airline from Burbank to uh Portland, and my sister <clears throat> was flying with me, but she was on the I was on an aisle, she was on an aisle, so she, we were the aisle was between us. And she said something to me about the rent-a-car, and I said, what? And it was loud on the plane, and I, I said, uh, and I pulled my mask out. I said, we're going to get the rent-a-car, you know, from Avis or Hertz, whatever. You get the bags. I'll go get the car. And I put the mask, you know, and and, and that's when the flight attendant, this dude, came by, and he says, I'm not going to tell you again to put that mask on. <laughs> and I and I put it back on, but what I wanted to say was, you never told me once, and it was off for three seconds Sure. I'm not the problem here, right? But if I would have said that, then he would have. He could have said, "Oh, okay, you're not putting it on." Then th- now we're going to have a problem.
2: And you're on a no-fly list before you know it.
1: Boom. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, well, I
2: think so, that's a good. I, and I'm sure that did happen. But I think the majority of the back and forth, where there were hostilities, where marshals had to be called, et cetera. I understand that. That was. Those are the mask. Uh, I understand that
1: 100. percent yeah. And now it's over. The mask reversal on the airline is over. But it looks like now, though, the Biden administration is going to challenge that and ask, and and, re, and refer to the CDC and ask them if they're going to challenge it in court. Mm. Might be challenged in court. That would be a mistake, I think, to challenge that in court. Even though it was overturned by a Trump-appointed uh, judge in Florida. I get that. I get the whole run. But I think people are done with the mask. I mean, look, you saw uh, the videotapes. I've not seen one where they 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 say that the you know, masks are no longer a mandate and people are like, Oh my god, who the hell did that? Right? Everybody's applauding and, and happy. It's a celebration. Yeah. And I think we should celebrate that as a country that we're getting our S together, the vaccines are working, and people are not dying from COVID. Let's go back to pre COVID.
2: Well, that may be a little much on that side, Timmy. Don't you think that the COVID numbers are rising in the Northeast?
1: I'm talking COVID deaths. If you're oh. listening to me,
2: okay. But if you're listening to me, uh, <laughs> deaths are uh, really the the extreme. Are they up or down? Well, no, th- th- they're not the statistic to look at. Is what sure I sure it say. is. There, are a statistic to look at. Well, why
1: isn't it the? If I told you,
2: to if I told you, then you're not going to die from COVID because right. of your boosters or whatever it might be, but you are going to get COVID. And you could very easily contract long COVID. Well, you go, wait a minute. Well, I don't want long COVID either. Right. Isn't that right? I mean, so there are things other than death that can affect you is my point.
1: I understand that. But we we are, are, are not experiencing COVID is now like a cold, you know, for most people. For the mass majority of people, no. I know. I know you're a big mask fan. And I'm you not. Want to go on no, forever. no, I don't. I don't. I understand. You know. No, it, it, I think
2: the, you would be the, surprised. <clears throat> I never walk in anywhere with a mask. How's that? I mean, are you surprised by that? I think you paint me with two broad a brush, sir.
1: I, 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 I don't know. Um, but it, the the part the the mask party's over, and and I know that a lot of people are sad to see it go, but it's going away. I did buy a bulk of masks, so you have found me out. I have. A bunch
2: of N95s for sale on eBay. with, uh, And I have some really... At, at co- Mark Merch? At, re- at getmarkmerch.com. Okay. And I have uh, really cool cloth masks
1: too, Tim. <laughs> so I do... Maybe you found me out. I had just... Had what a- was your mask of preference? You like the surgical mask or the cloth mask? Well, the, of course, the cloth mask, because they're not really masks.
2: I mean, let's be honest. It's all just a theater. It's the show. Right. I'm. I'm really... You don't realize this, because you do. You get me off on this stuff (laughs) but the reality is i want to take the i don't want to go places with the mask i literally will make decisions based on places i can go where i don't have to put a mask on i want to eat outside so i don't put a mask on etc right so uh uh, the best mask you could wear to kind of uh,
1: simulate not wearing one is the cloth mask because it's just that's right right. it's like it's like putting nothing exactly right but, but uh, what I understand, like, like, I know you get down on me for, you know, for being like, uh, you know, the anti-mask guy, but I, I think that, that I'm fighting for a right that I feel like we should all have, and you feel like we should have the right to wear, to not wear masks as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I, I Right. I, I get what you're saying. I, I mean, I guess all I'm trying to do is, uh, I, the mask thing, actually, I think you've, You've stated it fine. It's not. I don't really have an issue with anything you said. Just when you said we're kind of, it's just like a gold, and we're kind of past But that's where I go. Well, I don't know. Hey, maybe you're right. But I'm just saying some of the statistics might not bear that out. But I, again, it's hard to know because the science is changing on it. The numbers are changing. The variants are changing. It there. It is. A, I, I, it's, I, you know, I. get it. I yeah. get it.
1: I. I totally understand. Yeah. And if and if people want to wear a mask, I have no problem with it. But I'm just saying that we cannot. Be locked down and have masks and be fearful our whole lives. That's not Americans. Uh, America is not built on being fearful, and and we've become a fearful country, and it's really killed us. And you see it all the time. Uh, people are angry, people are pissed, people know where their next paycheck's coming from, people are broke, and they're they live in fear constantly, and they're being uh, uh, driven to fear by a lot of uh, TV news too. They, all they do is is scare the hell out of you. Oh, that's absolutely true.
2: I told you that story about the the. uh, I'll tell you when we come back. Okay,
1: we got to take break. We have a uh, gas card giveaway at seven o'clock, and then I believe a friend of yours. I know him very well, but I don't know if you ever worked with or knew Dave Lopez from Channel Two. Oh yeah, no, I know. I don't. I mean, I know him as a
2: colleague, but no, I did never never was a friend of mine. But I've you know always liked him and always. He's great. Great work. Yeah.
1: He retired during the pandemic and didn't really get a proper send off. So he's throwing himself a retirement party at Santa Anita. I love that. That's my kind of guy. Yeah. And he's got a book out, I think, too, right? Yeah. He's got a, uh, some kind of book. Uh, if it's a great, oh, here's the book. If it's a great life, no, it's a great life if you don't weaken. Family, faith, and 48 years on television. It's a good life if you don't weaken. Okay. Yeah.
2: There All you right. Go. Yeah. Well, I that's... feel like I might have weakened it along the way. <laughs> right. I just said, don't tell him right away. It's, you know, break it to him slowly.
1: Um, all right, there might be reversal here on the mask mandate. Then we'll get to some other stuff here. But let's get the uh, audio in us here, right? We have uh, plenty of audio tonight. But here it is. Here's the latest on the mask mandate on airplanes. Masks are no longer required on uh, U.S. domestic flights.
3: This morning, a sight we haven't seen in more than a year. Masks now optional. <laughs> travelers maskless on planes and walking through airports after a major reversal a federal judge in florida striking down the mask mandate on public transportation the biden administration saying masks are no longer required on planes trains buses and transportation hubs now i will say
1: in the defense of not you because uh, you know you're not uh, one of these guys but i know that there are some people in this world that still have a, a, a really strong a negative reaction to anything Trump, right? You've seen him on TV, you've seen him on like on YouTube and stuff like that, and and for this young judge who was a Trump appointee in Florida to overturn this mandate, I totally understand how it, it irritates people. Yeah. I really, I really get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm not irritated, but I do understand how it could irritate somebody because it's one person who was appointed, one person. And you could say, well, she wasn't qualified to hear the case. She wasn't this, she wasn't that. Or, or you, you know, some people do look at her like finally somebody stood up and said, enough is enough. So, whichever camp you're in, and it sucks that everybody always has to be in one camp or the other. Like, you know, your, your buddy, uh, Jimmy Dore. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you still friends with that guy? Yeah. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, I think Jimmy Dore is great. I think he goes after everybody. And he's right on. I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of the issues that he that he discusses, and and he and he is he's thoughtful about it, and he attacks you know the left and the right, and and I think that that to get more, I think that's the future of broadcasting, um, is to just be sort of like um uh, uh what was his name uh, Tim the guy that used to host um <laughs> I don't have a brain fart uh Tim Russert. Uh huh. Right. Um, I and he used to have a a brilliant way of attacking everybody, but yet being everybody's friend, it was weird. Yeah. Like, like he would attack the Clintons, but he was still friends with the Clintons. He would attack the Bushes, but still friends with the Bushes. I don't know how he did that.
2: I mean, the attacks now are at another level than when Russert
1: was doing them. That's right. Yeah, you're it, right. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, now it's uh, you know, I'm gonna kill your kids and rape you. Yeah, no, it really is true. And the guns are out. I mean, or the weapons are out. man. Right. but uh, it's uh. But but yeah, here, but but here's what I I don't understand as well, and and I got a little of this, you know, watching uh, Jimmy Dore, and I'm hoping I'm not you know completely parroting what he said, but but I felt this for a while. If you don't like insults and you can't stand insults and they bother you, where they depress you and you have post traumatic stress disorder. And, and you get suicidal if you, if you get too many negative thoughts, then Twitter's not for you.
2: No, well, that's certainly true. On the other hand, uh, you have to look at the nature of the, the, quote, insult. I mean, there are insults that, you know, threaten a character or have made up, you know, stories or incidents about people. Or they are even, uh, quote, again, in the umbrella of insults, there can be things that can threaten somebody's Physical person, you know. Right, to
1: cross the line, you're illegal. Right, Right. So,
2: um, or doxing somebody, you know, there's that. All of a sudden, somebody's personal information gets out there because somebody, that's the problem is that everybody's become a jihadist about everything. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it really is wrong, and it's a shame because it's only getting worse.
1: I read a a tweet today um, that a guy sent to the CEO of United Airlines, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, my wife and I, we bought tickets, we have a four-year-old She's uh, ineligible to get the vaccine. Cause she's too young. We're already our vacation destination. Now we have to fly home on a plane with people who are not wearing masks that could kill my four-year-old. Dot dot dot. I guess the CEO of United Airlines uh, loves dead babies or doesn't care about babies. Right? Okay. Here's my solution to that in the in the future. Somebody goes to the CEO of United Airlines and does a not a deep dive, but, you know, maybe ask him a couple questions like, um, hey, do you care about dead, ba- you know, dead babies? Of course, I do. he's got five kids of his own. And then you ask maybe his, uh, his wife and a couple of family members. Hey, is the CEO of uh, United Airlines, has he ever thought that dead babies are expendable? Uh, the babies are expendable. It doesn't matter. They're, they're dead alive. That's of course, that's not you know the case. And then throw that person off Twitter forever. Yeah, right. Yeah, that right. would end that crap but pretty quickly. But of
2: course, what what the other side does in this case, your example, is. Well, if you have five kids and you're uh, you're not for dead buddies, why are you killing my child? <laughs> you know I mean that's what they do. I mean it just it almost it, doesn't it always matter. goes to that. Yeah, the facts don't necessarily take care of this. It really situation. is
0: crazy. Yeah, yeah you're right. We made it this far, it's like why take that extra, extra risk if we don't have to? It's fantastic news.
4: If you wanna play that game, you know, go ahead, but I'm gonna keep the mask on.
0: Oh, All
1: there's right, a guy who has to wear the mask.
0: All right. Uh and it's fantastic news. If you wanna play that game, you know, go ahead, but I'm gonna keep the mask on.
1: Okay. I don't know what game he's talking
3: about. The judge, appointed by former President Trump, saying the mandate exceeds the CDC's statutory authority and violates the procedures required for agency rulemaking. Now United, American, Delta, Southwest, JetBlue, and Alaska Airlines confirming they will no longer make passengers mask up. Fights over wearing a mask on a plane have overwhelmingly made up the number of unruly passengers on flights. 1000 since the start of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, people get crazy on flights. Are you going to still um, I I probably still wear a mask on a flight. Yeah, um, no, I definitely will. Yeah. just cuz I don't want to get a cold or anything. It's not not so much that I I really, you know, that I think I'm going to get COVID, but Dr. Ray told us even before COVID started that if you're on a plane and somebody has a cold, the chances are 30% you're going to get it if you're within like 4 or 5 rows of that person. Well, then I don't want a cold.
2: Oh, wait wait a minute. But
1: but but the chances aren't good that you're going to get COVID? No, no, no. I'm just saying I I, I don't want to tell people to wear a mask. I'm going to wear it just because I feel more comfortable. But I also like to take it off every once in a while without some flight attendant saying, uh, hey, (laughs) a-hole, put it back on. But it's really going to benefit the the flight attendants.
2: What do you think the flight attendants are going to hassle us about now? I mean, it's uh, a whole thing. They can't They really hassle us anymore about that. Well, I don't know. I, they see, got I the, see what you're
1: doing here. You right. got
2: the tray tables. Right. right?
1: Okay. And then uh, turn doing. the
2: device. That has to be on uh, airplane mode, sir. Airplane mode. Well, look, it's not the flight attendants' fault. They're
1: overworked. No, you I, know, I, I love the, the flight, flight attendants. The flight attendants used to work. You know, they used to fly from LAX to Hawaii, take four days off, and then fly back to LAX. Now they fly from LAX to Phoenix, Phoenix to Denver, Denver to Seattle, Seattle to Portland, and Portland to St. Louis, and then they're done for the day and they're exhausted. Yeah. They've had they've dealt with, you know, 800 people on a, on a daily basis oh. and they're exhausted. Yeah, and it's the and airlines more. overworking the flight attendants I think is a, b- a big problem. Agreed. And yeah. pilots as well. Cockpit yeah. crew as well. and tomorrow we're switching uh studios to the brand new studio down i've the been looking it's kind of a wild time of upheaval here kind of hot yeah everyone's uh a antsy around here right everyone's a little uh, on edge because uh well it's an upheaval right we don't all have our offices anymore right no place to re- you know retreat to and i
2: was just down there kind of a Looking back wistfully at the yes. offices that once contained so many great memories. That's right. Yeah. But now they're all.
1: Now we're all down on a, a, a corner. It looks like a, we're a street gang. Yeah, you it's know, true. <laughs> there is sort of a rugby out. scrum of people in the hallway. <laughs> well, Belli always Bellio has always said that she loves having everybody around. Well, she's going to put that to the yeah, test. Yeah, this will be road tested. Yeah, because people are going to be really around her right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I walked by her desk today. And there were like five people hanging out with her. Well,
2: she always draws a crowd, but now there's a crowd, you know, right on hand. So she's gonna have a lot of. That's I right. think she's gonna have to invent some excuses as to why she can't talk.
4: I walked by her today, and I saw you in a meeting in the in the room next door. And I walked by her and walked behind her, and there was nobody around her. I mean, there was uh, at the next desk over, but there was nobody like with her. And she had her headphones on, or whatever. And I just kind of like touched her back just to like say hi. And she turned around, and look on her face was like. Yeah, I'm not digging this already.
2: <laughs> well, for how kept, long? I just kept walking. <laughs> how long will it be this way? I mean, it's going to be.
4: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. At least a- six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. six months to a year. Where are your Crozier? Where's your office? Where do you hang? Oh, I don't have anything like that. Really? I have nothing. Yeah. No, I haven't had anything. I've got a, I've got a little uh, four-inch by one-foot-wide uh, slot that I can put my headphones in. That's all I ever have.
1: Where is that going to be, down hall?
4: That's a good question. I have no idea. I'm just going to have to keep it in my—I'd be like everybody else, just bringing my headphones every day.
1: Yeah, I, I have—I went from a really big office, the one where <laughs> Bellio is, right? That used to be my office by myself. Then I moved next door to a smaller office, and Bellio took my office with Steffoosh. And now, I've left the office, and I have exactly what Crozier has. I have it's about eighteen inches wide and four inches tall, and it's a mail slot—a little cubby hole. That's yeah, right. We used to call them cubbies. That's right. Place yeah. to put your keys. Yeah, I put, my, uh, I put my I put my my headphones in there, and the book of live reads. <laughs>
2: well, you know, Tim, you could maybe meet clients there at your cubby. You yeah, know, have that's little true. business meetings by your cubby. Right.
1: But I I, I I didn't use the office as often as I probably could have or should have. But, man, did I really enjoy having a place to shut the door and, no. you know, just hang out, you know, peel off all my clothes and just sit there. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you could still do it. Really? All right. The oldest dog. Wait, is this the oldest dog ever? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I don't think this is right. Uh, let's see here. All right, the oldest dog in Florida. It's a Chihuahua. It's the oldest living dog in the world. Okay, not bad for a whip around. All right, let's do a whip around. Um, let's do it with the music. Screw it, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's uh, enjoy ourselves. All right, you guys will figure out how to take music out later. <laughs> All right, uh, a whip around here, and it is how old is the oldest dog in the world? Mark Thompson. Uh, 20... 20. 20 years old is wrong. Steffoosh. Uh, s- 21. That's exactly right. Oh. Yeah. Aww. I was going to say 21. Me was, too. 21, I was, Tim. I was going to say like 50. 21 is the oldest dog in the world? Doesn't that seem bizarre? That's weird. <laughs> that well, no, pass. it's... No, no, no. Uh, yeah, because...
2: Dogs don't live to twenty even. I mean it's a that's an extraordinary length like, of time.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I, I yeah. I've I've had a dog that was sixteen. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay, well, well, so, I, so I have old. a dog that I missed the world record by four years, and just and and really didn't you know just fed him what he wanted. They ate table scraps, and you know <laughs> well, didn't you, really work out. Mine, broke? who I
4: put down last year, was seventeen.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, so, so Crozier, and imagine you know you didn't uh, you know I, I'm sure you took it to the vet and yeah. and I, uh, but I bet that that dog saw the vet more than you saw a doctor. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the Crozier, uh, we can talk about this. You've talked about it on the air, right? That's a Crozier doesn't get physicals, right? not against them right not against them yeah. but when's the last time you had a physical i,
4: I went to a doctor uh, about a year and a half ago and i said hey it's about time in my life where i need to start paying attention to this stuff <laughs> and she uh, said you're in good shape yeah she said well you got anything wrong now I said i got a little itch here i got a little something here you know check that she said okay go to the specialist here and then that was it there was wow. no physical no no recommendations to do That's the probing great, to do the finger any of that stuff
1: and before that how long had it been before you had a physical oh i never
4: Wow! And how old are you? I think in college I had one for Jim that I had to get. How old are you? Fifty-three.
1: Okay, so uh, a year and a half ago. So you went, you went forty years without a physical. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) That is extraordinary. I totally respect that.
2: Well, I have to say also, it occurs to me that we're in an environment where they constantly pound you with, you know, got to catch it early, whatever it is. I know. Catch it early. I know. Early diagnosis is, you know, and so for a guy to go, yeah. I'm back burnering
1: it all, you know. But you know what? I might go the Crozier route because I, I the la- in the last three months, I've gone to a couple specialists and all they do is insult me. <laughs> I pay people to tell me I have high cholesterol, that I should work out more. I have high blood pressure. I'm like, lady, lady, look, I- I'm. I'm. <laughs> do you call the doctor a lady, lady? <laughs> yeah, I'm not- look, I don't know if you notice this. I'm not taking notes. This is I- going I- one ear out the other. <laughs> I'm free balling this. I'm not taking notes on this so now she's got me on two medications she's got me on a cholesterol medication and a high blood pressure medication right but both of them are borderline i mean she she said you could be on it, you couldn't be on it you know it's not that big a deal and i said okay i'll go on it and i said what are the side effects and she said well you're gonna have a lot of pain in your body you know especially in your legs i'm like what yeah and i said really i said that's one of the side effects she goes yeah uh, especially from the cholesterol medication you might have pain in your legs i'm like okay and I haven't had them yet, but as soon as I have them, it's over. Right. The medication goes in the toilet. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to deal with pain in my leg just because I have high cholesterol. Right.
2: Well, I, I, it depends had, how bad the pain
1: is. Right. If it's bad pain, good night. Yeah. They're and right. I, and of course, I'm sure she'd tell you to get rid of it. Right. You know. Exactly. But she she says to me, you know, she says, uh, "Do you smoke?" And I said, "No," and she said, uh, "Do you use a vape?" And I'm like, oh, "Occasionally." She goes. Well, let me tell you why that's not good for you. I said, I said, sweetie, look, I know. I'm, you call her sweetie. No, I didn't say that. Doctor, sweetie. I didn't say that. But I said, look, I, I've re- I'm online. I've read a lot. I know it's not, you know, I I'm 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 I know the run. Yeah. Right. You can save it. I mean, but I, I've been told, you know, that I have to eat better.
4: Did a toots come out at some point too?
1: <laughs> almost. Listen, almost. listen but, sugar shorts. I've been around a long time. I okay. had I had my. My cholesterol pill with me the other day, and and I'm about to take it, and Jen says, you know, you're know, you not supposed to take it unless you eat. I said, yeah, I'm going to eat. She goes, where are you going? I go, I'm going to Jack in the Box. And she goes, I'm not sure that's what they had in mind. <laughs> well, that's a push. You're going to wash that cholesterol pill push. down with a couple tacos and yeah, fries? That's
2: absolutely a push.
1: <laughs> but I, I will say this, though. I, I, and I know we got to take a break, but at last time I was at McDonald's, I'm, I'm sorry, last time I was at Jack in the Box, The line at the drive through is too long. So I went inside and I noticed, I've not noticed this before, but I did notice the other day at Glendale Jack in the box.
0: I was the oldest guy in
1: there. (laughs) That might be a younger man's game. (laughs) I noticed a lot of teens in there. Not too many 21 year old dogs in there. A lot of twenties in there. Yeah. All right. I didn't notice a lot of guys 55 to yeah. 65. in They that. have a hard out when they're at Jack in the Box. Maybe they've already come and gone. Yep. Right? They got the early bird special. That's possible. I came to the party late with winning time. Yeah, I just got into it, and it's the uh, it's the series on HBO Max. It's all about the Lakers in the 1970s and 80s. It's really good. I, the first two episodes were tough for me to get through. I I didn't I didn't feel like it was. Like, it could, like, the first two episodes could have been 20 minutes. Yeah. They could have reduced it to 20 minutes. I
2: see what you're saying. The first two that Tim's talking about dealt with Jerry Buss sort of right. and him coming on board to take over the team.
1: But you know who looks really good throughout the series is Jeannie Buss. Yep. I mean, as a stable person who really loved her dad and saved that franchise and loves the basketball and loves the game and not crazy. Yeah. Everybody else was a lunatic.
2: Well, everybody else was, very, was sort of extreme. And Jerry West. I mean, I always thought Jerry West is this cool-headed guy. I did too. <laughs> Man, I, in the show, he's a total a-hole.
1: Right, but I have a friend who has a theory on this. Because and and I it's a friend of mine who knows a lot about sports. And his theory is Jerry West had very little if anything to do with the Lakers in the 1970s and 1980s. Almost nothing. Right? But every time he was introduced on a TV show, or a book, or doing a speaking engagement, ladies and gentlemen. One of the uh, architects of the of the great Lakers, uh, Jerry. Uh, uh, you know Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Michael Cooper, Jamal Wilkes, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry West. And instead of saying I really had nothing to do with it, he <laughs> took in all the glory. I see. And so they wanted to make sure that the word got out that he had nothing to do with this, and he was a very difficult guy to deal with. Well, man, I don't know if it's true or not. But, he, but you said he wants a retraction. Just now, in the last 20
2: minutes, this broke. Jerry West demands retraction of his cruel portrayal in winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Wow. And he has, through lawyers, said, I don't like the way I'm being portrayed. It's not accurate. And then he has a former... Uh, members of the Lakers organization coming on board and saying, yeah, you know, he's a great guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't know if they're the right people or enough people, but uh, they say in the legal letter, you reduce the legacy of an 83-year-old legend and role model to that of a vulgar and unprofessional bully, the polar opposite of the real man. Again, I don't know what the truth is, just as you said. I always thought he was that legend, but the show sure... You know, really goes out of its way to say he was he was a hothead, a
1: bully, and uh, kind of a bit of a train wreck. You know, the little things bother, uh, the little tiny things bother uh, sports fans. Like, I remember the first time the Lakers went to Boston and played in Boston when when Magic Johnson was a, a rookie. And so I remember how that game ended. And that game ended with either Cooper or Jamal Wilkes shooting two free throws and Boston had three seconds left, passed it down court, made a shot or, or, or attempted a shot and it hit off the rim and it missed. And the Lakers won. But in winning time, it was a uh, it was a, you know, a, a, a toss to uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or or Jerry or, um, or or Magic Johnson and a buzzer beater. Oh, it's right? interesting. Yeah, yeah, so they changed the the end of that 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 game, and I'm thinking, okay, it, that's distracting from it because I know what really happened. Sure. So I can imagine being Jerry West, how pissed off he would be. Well, yeah. If I mean, this is not indeed not how you know he's he, I mean, is if in life, literally wrote a different character and then just
2: called him Jerry West. Yeah, it would seem as though it would seem again that. It has to bear some relation to the way the guy is, otherwise, it's just out, out,
1: out and out libelous, isn't it? Right. Why would HBO Max, a huge company, open themselves up to that kind of legal fight if they didn't know that they had it in the bag? Right. Right. I mean, why would they open themselves up to that kind of liability, and and having to pay Jerry West off, like you know? Tens or twenty or thirty or fifty hundred million dollars or whatever. But this is. But I also. But but you know what, Mark? I think Jerry West would then have to prove that his. That his earnings were damaged because of this documentary. Oh, if he, well, yeah, or not documentary. But, I think uh, they want he wants retraction or something. But you're right. If you wanted to sue for
2: damages, then you're absolutely right. Uh, it, it, they say for the players, coaches, and the entire Lakers organization, this was a magical and amazing time, and they, along with Jerry West, enjoyed it and got along great with one another. <laughs> this is again a legal letter. <laughs> yeah, they got along great with one another. Okay, <laughs> this reality is directly contrary to the portrayals in your show. Look, I think. We know that no organization that has those kinds of egos involved, everybody gets along all no, the time. No, never. Come on. Ever. And so they're, the legal letter is sort of suggesting a mythology that we just know is that. It's a myth.
1: Right. Yeah, but so I, I don't know. I, I, I HBO Max had to do a deep dive into Jerry West before they allowed any of that on on the air. Agree. They've got lawyers, too. Everybody's got lawyers. And they probably looked at it and go, okay, look, uh, we've got nine, ten people say that he was an a hole, and I don't know, you know, how we can, how far we can stretch it, but I imagine though there, there might be a deal where they give Jerry West, I don't know, either some money or an opportunity to uh, do his own series. My impression you know?
4: always prior to now was that he was this dude that was always loved. That's, was a, that's it, my was impression, right? Yeah, that's what we were saying. We were so, like, so it's in, at some point this seems to kind of just even things out. He was just a human being. <laughs> for me, it's just like, he's a human being. Because at the beginning of the show, what's it say? It's a dramatization. Yeah, right. I'm not an idiot. I don't need to be spoon-fed, you know. I, I don't sit there and take it as gospel. Do you watch the show as gospel? No, not at all. I don't. Does anybody? But you watch it as a
2: representation of the general characters of the people I don't involved. watch it as a representation. Well, wait a minute, I watch wait it wait as so, a so dramatization, closer, and that's y- a big difference. Yeah, a dramatization of stuff that actually happened. You can't draw a completely fictitious picture of a bully Jerry West unless it's documentable in some way that he was that way. Well, Otherwise, I, that and really I, is wrong.
4: And I think you're right, except I don't know that anybody's saying completely like you just said. You say completely Well, Jerry West, Jerry West is saying that through lawyers. It's completely fictitious, exactly. Com- and that, and that's what's going to be the funny thing. Wait, Because I think there's got to be something there, so I think it's a mistake on his part.
1: Yeah, well, it, it'll be fun. interesting to see how, they, how, <laughs> how far will. this goes. And by the way, it's great. HBO Max loves this kind of oh, attention. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, all of a sudden, it's in the news again.
2: No, he only helped get more attention for the show that he feels misrepresents. Him. That's right. That's
1: it's it's really <laughs> tough to do. All right, we'll come back, and we'll talk to uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Dave Lopez, who worked for Channel 9, Channel 2. He's retiring. And, man, this guy's going to have his retirement party at Santa Anita. My kind of guy. All right, it's Cameron Thompson. We're live on KFI AM 640.
0: 18 plus.